A mobile-only bank. Sounds impersonal, right? But what if you begin with a vision of meeting customers where they live and communicating with them regularly to understand their needs? Can it be done? Yes, it's being done. Today on the program, we'll have Ann Bowden, founder of the first mobile-only bank in the UK, Starling Bank. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. It's great to have you here with us. Welcome to season two for new listeners. And as always, our podcast posts on Mondays. You can check us out through iTunes podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And what a treat we have today on the program. Ann Bowden has been described as an upstart, a disruptor, a challenger, a fintech leader. We're gonna find out straight from her how she would describe herself and is the founder and CEO at Starling Bank, the first mobile-only bank in the United Kingdom. Her career dates back to the age of 21 when she started as a programmer at Lloyds Bank, and she was also instrumental in creating the CHAP system in the UK during the 1980s, which made same-day payments possible. Her revolutionary spirit has followed her throughout her career and inspired Anne to start Starling Bank as a way to put people back in control of their money. And Anne, terrific to have you here coming in live from London. Hello. Thank you very much. Starling Bank, it's been described and you've been described as an upstart disruptor, a challenger. We don't want to put a label on you that others would. We want to hear how you would describe yourself. Well, I've been in the industry, the banking, the technology industry for 35 years, and I decided that the banking industry was due to disruption. Things could not continue as they were. We'd gone into a financial crisis and back out again, and not enough for change. So I quit my job, and I came back to London to start a new bank. that was going to do things in a new way with a new business model that's really focused on the customer. And we're very, very proud that we got a banking license last year. And now we're out there working with customers, um, well, releasing our product and making sure that people start using the very, very best products in this market space. I saw something that you tweeted, and, and I love this. Money isn't about finances, not really. Money is about emotions. How Starling trying to address that declaration that you made? Whether you have lots of money or no money at all, it still causes you stress. You have people who are afraid you open the envelopes. You have people that spend lots of their time on spreadsheets adding up all the numbers. Both sorts of people are stressed by money. What we are trying to do is produce the tools so people can see where they stand, what they're spending their money on, what they have to do to reach certain goals. We're a marketplace bank. We have the day-to-day -day transactions going through your checking account, your current account, and we link into other products in a very, very seamless, integrated way. We are at the heart of your financial ecosystem. We don't believe that we'll be the best product in all cases, but we make sure that you have access to those products when you need them. Wow. A title that's on your reading list is Sprint, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. How do you apply that kind of nimbleness and speed? It is possible to get ideas 
um, into test in five days. It is very, very important that the banking industry starts working at the speed of technology companies. It is very, very important that the banking industry just speeds up because customers are hungry for innovation and hungry for new customer experiences. So we get together on a Monday and we figure out what we're going to build. What are customers telling us that they need? On a Tuesday, we mock all those things up and we see prototypes. On the Wednesday, we start building and showing customers what these things look like. We start testing the first prototypes and the first models on a Thursday. And on Friday, we have the weekly demo. And everybody on a Friday at Starling actually gathers round with bacon sandwiches that get delivered by the local caterer. <laughs> and, we, and we watch the demos of the things we've built. And we see people who have spent the week creating these wonderful new apps. We all sit around and we watch what's been demoed and we say, you know, that's good, that's not so good, that's going to go live, we're cutting that. And it keeps us moving very, very quickly. That sort of speed is incredible compared to the world I used to live in. I spent 30 odd years in traditional technology and banking where we did things and we counted timescales in months and years. We counted the amount of money we spent on projects in tens of millions. In our environment, we move fast and we're brutal. And if we don't like the product, if customers hate it, we kill it. I have a lot of empathy with my colleagues in the incumbent banks. These banks are full of very intelligent people, very motivated people who are dealing with a very different problem. They're dealing with many years of legacy, big organizations and big infrastructures and big governance. So I'm very, very fortunate to be in this job rather than my old world. There are many people in the traditional banking world that are caught within the infrastructure. Let's say that they come to you and they express the desire to do something. If they're going to try, what would you tell them? First, I say you must try. You owe it to your organization to try. It's going to be difficult, but try and don't give up. And you don't solve the problem by appointing a head of digital. Giving one person the job of steering the organization in a new direction doesn't work. Digital and doing things differently has to be pervasive across the whole organization. It's just not one person's job, it's everyone's job. In an organization, an incumbent bank, um, transforming the organization to be innovative, creative, produce new product quickly, it's very, very difficult. And you have to be very strong to do so because the organization doesn't actually want this to happen. Deep down, people like what they've been doing for the last couple of years, it's very, very difficult to destroy something you built yourself. But if you try, if you're working in an incumbent bank, please try, because I think customers deserve better banks, and we in the industry must strive hard to achieve that. Hmm. Are you having fun doing this? Fun, of course. <laughs> uh, it, it is an incredible journey. It's an environment that looks far more like a tech company than a bank. Um, it's full of lots of different people from different backgrounds, designers, engineers, people who are creatives, artists. We bring in all those skills together, different people from different environments coming together in a new way. 
We've been hearing a lot about the Payment Services Directive 2 in Europe, and especially as it applies to application program interfaces, I wonder what you're seeing and why that's going to be crucial for what you do and the banking world does in the months and years ahead. PST2 is very exciting. As you know, it's the European legislation which will allow rather force banks to open up their interfaces, their APIs to other organizations. Um, that means that you could have one provider for your back end and another provider for your app. Customers can permission their bank to let other parties see their data. So this would allow, say, Chase to provide your bank account and Wells Fargo to provide your app or any combination in between. Fascinating. Yeah, we are the first bank in the UK to actually implement this directive. So we have a full set of open APIs which we publish and you can have other applications, other apps or other services instruct payments on your bank account or actually take information from your bank account and show it in different ways. Now this actually has to be super secure and therefore a bank that has built the technology from scratch is ideally positioned to do this. Wow, that's terrific because for most customers, API is a bit of jargon. So wouldn't it be wonderful if somebody came out with say a motoring app and this motoring app you could say, yeah, I want my bank account to send all my details of my transactions to do with automotive to this app. And I want this app to tell me how far I travel and if I'm getting a good deal from insurance. So there could be many, many verticals being developed using banking data in a whole new way. Mm. And if it could get rid of traffic jams, so much the better. Yeah, that'd be good too. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's any denying your talent, your experience, your vision, and even your bravery. So you're to be commended. And it's been wonderful having you on the program today, Anne. Thank you very much. Anne Bowden, based in London, is the founder and CEO at Starling Bank, the first mobile-only bank in the UK. And you can reach out to her via LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, it's all about speed. First off, think about the speed of technology, the speed that customers want. Today, it's entirely possible to challenge the traditional conventional timelines of financial services and take development periods of years or months and turn them into weeks or days. In fact, testing can take place in as little as five days. You can ideate on a Monday, prototype by a Thursday, and test with customers on a Friday. Number two, if you work within a traditional banking structure and you wanna go in the direction of creating mobile-only properties or other types of innovations, you must try. Try and don't give up. It's not one person's job. It's okay to fail and there's nothing wrong with failing fast in order to get to the next attempt. And number three, understanding the needs of your customers has to be more than lip service. Money isn't about finances. It's about emotions for so many people who bank with you. Yet in the heads and hearts of your customers, you'll be better able to serve them and guarantee their loyalty and their business as you move forward into a deep relationship.
Now, while mobile-only banks and application program interfaces represent the latest in the fintech revolution, well, what was fintech like 20 years ago? In 1998, a Canadian company called TranDirect made an ambitious stab at customer-centric fintech with a banking software program it made for the Super Nintendo gaming console. Maybe it was ahead of its time as the technology flew under the radar of consumers. With renewed nostalgia, though, for the Super Nintendo among the gaming community, there's been a lot of attention paid of late to this fintech shot across the bow that, alas, wasn't meant to be. With a little bit of sleuthing, we managed to track down the promotional video that TranDirect produced to promote the Super Nintendo software. Take a listen. TranDirect and its subsidiary companies are pioneers in the field of home banking systems. Now, TranDirect is offering a unique opportunity to financial institutions. When a connection is made between the Super Nintendo and the server, the last date the client logged in is checked. If updated functions were added since that date, they are downloaded as needed. This means that updates to the customer are automatic and low cost. TranDirect has joined with Nintendo of America and Digital Equipment Corporation to build a complete cartridge-based home banking solution, which all your customers will want. Make the TranDirect solution your solution. Call us today. <laughs> now, how about that groovy music with the drum machines? And we wish we could show you footage of the video, three and a half inch floppy disks, and TranDirect has a phone number that appears prominently on the screen that you can call for more information. No doubt that phone number is disconnected as TranDirect is now out of business. But just think about what might have been had the software caught on among consumers or for that matter gamers the uh, possibilities <laughs> seem endless thanks again for tuning in be sure to tune in every monday when a new podcast goes up and check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at bai.org i'm luke carlosa the managing editor of bai we'll see you next week so long